Hello and welcome to the podcast, Emotional Intelligence, your greatest asset and key to success. I'm your host, Dr. Jamie Carlaccio, coming to you from the greater New Haven, Connecticut area. As a positive intelligence or PQ coach, I'm committed to helping people develop both emotional intelligence and mental fitness. You'll come to regard problems as situations that help you learn and grow. PQ is a way of being and doing in the world that enables you to develop and sustain a positive relationship with yourself and others at home, at work, and everywhere in between. Please subscribe to this podcast and tap the like button so more people can enjoy the benefits of PQ. And now, here's the show. Hello and welcome to episode eight on C, the C series. This is about curiosity. And today I'm going to talk about compassionate curiosity. So what might you say has curiosity got to do with positive intelligence and emotional intelligence? Well, I'll tell you everything. In every episode, I have talked about the judge who is responsible for all the negative chatter that goes on between our ears. And of course, the judge's many accomplices who stand by to reinforce whatever negative babble is going on, you know, with the judge. And so why compassionate curiosity? Well, let's say you've made a mistake. Have you ever made a mistake? I've made one or two in my life. Or maybe you tell yourself, oh, I have royally screwed up, I blew it, I've burned a bridge, whatever it is. Well, I've, of course, done all of those things, and my judge and my stickler have come in and told me what a terrible person I am, and they just let me have it. Or rather, I let them have me, because before I really understood and really embraced positive intelligence... And turn off all those voices that weren't even really me. Remember, I've talked about how they're ventriloquists. I just assumed all of it was true. And if all of it was true, then I would just go down the bad rabbit hole and stay there. And I wasn't serving myself and I wasn't serving anyone else. And for a long time, I didn't know there was a way out. Sometimes I would crawl up just enough out of the rabbit hole to see the light but I was never completely out of it. I was always too busy beating myself up. And it took me a long time to really get the emotional intelligence to start understanding where my reactions are coming from and to really understand how to think and behave differently, more productive and more spiritual. I was at a gathering with some friends this morning And we were talking about how far down the scale we've gone and thinking about how different things have happened in our lives that just really brought us down to a place where we wish we hadn't gone. And we're certainly grateful that we're not there anymore. And it's often the case that we regret things. We regret what we've done. We regret how we've behaved and whatever, what we've said or, you know, a relationship that broke up that we wish hadn't. And what happens is when you can not regret the past and you can look at how far you've come from that place that you were, you can see what your experience can do and you can see how you can help other people. And that's how I think about it now. I don't think, okay, well, I'm useless. I screwed up. I say, okay, I may not be able to right every single wrong, 
but I can live differently now. And when other people do some of the same things I did, I can be there for them. And I can say, yeah, I've done that too. And it sucks, but it's going to be okay. And you're not a bad person. You know, you're not a moral failure. You're an imperfectly perfect human being. And so not, you know, not beating yourself up is really what it's all about. And it's a complete shift in thinking. So, you know, now I can laugh at myself sometimes, or I can at least say, wow, I'm sorry, I blew it. And as far as my son goes, I take accountability and I say, wow, I was a real jerk. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what I was doing and I'll do better next time. And that goes a long way, particularly if I do better next time. You know, sorry can just be a word or it can actually be a behavior and an action. And I prefer sorry to be an action I take. And my son loves it when I screw up because it gives him permission to be imperfect, which he is as well. And he loves to remind me about things that I do. And that's okay to a certain extent. And then I have to say stop. So positive intelligence and compassionate curiosity. Positive intelligence is the combination of mental fitness and emotional intelligence, right? And so I've talked about these two main neural pathways that we have. One is where the judge and its nine accomplices live, and it's usually well-trodden. It's very smooth. It's the place we usually go. I see it every day now that I'm hyper-aware of it and know for myself that that was a path that I took so often. I can see other people heading down that path. And they often don't even realize it. They start sentences with, unfortunately, or I didn't, or I can't, or I'm so. And so you can automatically see the self-sabotaging thoughts that are going on with the judge and the other ventriloquists. And as far as I was concerned, I didn't know this other path existed And that's the path of the sage, the capital S sage, you know, the divine self, the inner source, whatever you want to call it. It's the source that loves us. It's the source that created us in love, for love, and and by love. And that source can't not love us. And so if we're created in love, then we're lovable people. We're worthy people. So we can be imperfect and we can screw up, but that doesn't make us bad people. It just makes us imperfect people who maybe screwed up or did something or whatever, and maybe we regret it. And maybe we can't right every single wrong, but maybe there are ways that we can make an amend of some sort, even to people who have transitioned, whether it's writing a letter or having some kind of a ritual. But the main thing is that we have to be compassionate with ourselves And one of the ways that positive intelligence teaches us to use sage powers are empathy and curiosity. So I say compassionate curiosity and empathy and explore. So when we have empathy for ourselves, we can also give it to others. But what what we do in uh, positive intelligence is we, we imagine ourselves or we get a picture of ourselves as a little kid and try to find the picture or imagine in your mind, if you don't have a picture of what that little self looked like. Was she happy or was he happy? Were they joyful? Were they playing in a sandbox? Were they doing something silly? Were they opening Christmas presents? Whatever. 
what was that little innocent self doing? And can you see the beautiful essence in that self? And then can you imagine talking to that self and saying, wow, you know, you made a mistake, but I still love you. You're still awesome. You're still, you know, the the best you that you can be. And you can, you're the you that you are right now. And you did what you could with the information that was available to you. And the same thing goes for generating empathy with others, right? So when somebody does something, maybe it might be hard, but maybe you can picture them as a very young person and try to imagine what was that person like when he or she was five? What was that person like when you know they were 10 years old? And imagine them in a scenario, maybe at a playground, at school, at home, and try to think of how you might be compassionate toward that person, you know, and be curious. This is where the explore comes in. What might have driven that person's behavior? Was it a trigger? Was it that, you know, we weren't taught certain rules of the game for how to get along with people or how to act in certain social situations? So the explore sage power is all about being curious like an anthropologist is curious, you know, studying a culture, studying a group of people, their rituals, their um, their behaviors, their customs, and really taking a an objective look at what it is that's going on and really just observing and not having a judge going behind you, making all kinds of editorial remarks about it. And if you can Take yourself out of the situation and just be curious. What was going on? Was I hangry? Was I just in a bad mood? Did I just wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Do I need to go back? Maybe I need to just take five minutes and do some PQ reps. Because as soon as you can do that, you've interrupted the judge and any of the saboteurs, right? You can rub your fingertips together and just focus your mind on what's going on right now not the voices that are those ventriloquists who are trying to bring you down. Just focus on your breath, get up, move around if you can, wiggle your toes, anything that gets you in this moment grounded right where you are. That is the way to stop the judge. You, you're going to, that path will get overgrown and the sage path will get smoother the more time you take to practice these PQ reps. It really is a practice. It takes a while. And I'm not going to suggest that your judge or the accomplices are going to go away because they aren't, but you can head them off at the pass. And that's, that's kind of what PQ does. It says, okay, here comes the judge, here comes stickler, here comes hyper achiever, whatever, and say, okay, I, I don't have to listen to you. You're not even real. And you can choose the sage way of responding to yourself and to others. So that's all I have today. I'm going to talk next time about what that might look like at work, this compassionate curiosity stuff. So stay tuned. And I'm also considering doing live broadcasts and streaming from YouTube or Facebook. And that way I can talk to you in real time. So stay tuned. I'll let you know. And if you'd like to set up a virtual coffee with me, the link is in the show notes, or you can email me at jamie at jamiecarlaccio.com. That's J-A-M-I. 
at J-A-M-I-C-A-R-L-A-C-I-O dot com, and I will get back to you. And until next time, I'll see you at the PQ Gym, and just remember that you make a difference. Bye-bye.